0: Minor Wisdom Quintet! Uh, One, two,
1: a skidda do. Minor Wisdom!
2: So, this turned out to be quite the busy week, uh, especially in America. So, congratulations to uh, President-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala. Uh, I, you know, made tasteless jokes about Kamala, the wrestling uh, Kamala, the WWF Kamala, the one that slapped his belly, and he pronounces it Kamala, and may he rest in peace, he died this year, but, uh, and I know that that's not how the vice uh, president-elect is, you know, that's not how she pronounces her name, but uh, I just thought, you know, why not tie wrestling into this, and so I did, and I'm sure some people found it offensive, but you know what, I'd like to go back to a day and age when Uh, people weren't as offended by simple things like that and fun little jokes and uh, so that's the the personality that I have and not to say I'm going to make horribly tasteless jokes or anything like that anymore (laughs) those days are behind me but um, I uh, you know a little Kamala Kamala kind of joke isn't too bad especially because they won if they hadn't won then I think some of my friends might not have been so happy about the joke but here we are A fun little meme that I made uh, that I hope you enjoyed if you are friends with me on social media. Enough about that. Bryce Ballew is my guest for today's episode, and Bryce is somebody that I have gotten to know through Texas Thespians. Uh, We have talked quite a bit through that, but we never talked personally. You know, we never got to know each other personally. And something we actually discussed after uh, I stopped recording is that we just never have gotten to know each other As people and so this was a very enjoyable conversation for me to have with Bryce because I got to know him just a little better I got to know him as a person and yes we talked mostly about education and theater and stuff but that's who we are those are the people that we are we are also both uh, probably not the stereotypical looking theater educators uh, both of us so uh, I'm sure most high school students would put us in the coach bubble if you will. But, uh, you know, Bryce is known, or maybe he's not known, but I just, I know Bryce is somebody that wears a hat all the time, and I wear a hat all the time, and it's not something lots of theater teachers do. Uh, plus, we have beards. And those two things right there, boom, not very theater teacher-like. Uh, right, steward? So, anyway, this was a very fun conversation. I enjoyed it immensely. It is one of those that left me wanting more, and if that means... Uh, that I want more than Bryce will be back on the podcast at some point in the future because I, I wasn't done. But I also know that that attention spans don't go for more than an hour with podcasts. And so uh, you know, at some point you just have to cut the conversation off and uh, say, let's leave the audience wanting some more. Yes. Uh, We also, uh, well, first of all, a little update on my surgery. Everything's a little better. A little raw in certain spots if you know what I'm saying but my doctor uh, violated me and told me that I no longer have the hernia that he fixed and told me that it shouldn't recur but that being said I don't get to lift anything for quite some time and it I'm like fearful of lifting anything, even like a spoon to my mouth, which clearly if you look at me and the weight that I've gained over the past few months, uh, it doesn't look that I've missed out on many spoons, but right now I'm just, everything is too heavy for me. Uh, and that's my excuse. Even I can't even lift my daughter up onto the bed to change her poop. And yes, uh, that's a whole different story. She still poops in a diaper at four years old, but we're, we're working on it. Okay. Okay. Get off my back. But anyway, um, Everything is good down there, and uh, we are at my school. We're getting prepared to, we're going to do a monologue showcase. So we did a little video and a, a film, if you will, of cage birds, and now we're going to do a monologue showcase in December with a set, with lights, with not really costumes, but the a whole production's worth of things, and it feels so good to be planning this stuff and I hope those of you that have been doing shows on your campuses have been experiencing some success and have maybe small crowds or uh, nothing bad has come out of any of that stuff but I would love to hear tips and tricks and feedback from you guys every district is different but uh, we are gearing up to do something in about a month so excited so hope you guys enjoy this little chat that I had with Mr. Bryce Ballou. Uh, get a hold of me on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can find me. Take care, everybody. Have a good week.
0: Hello, this is uh, Bryce Belou. This is my first podcast uh, that I've ever done before. I'm very excited uh, that you know Mr. Miner is going to guide my hand and take me through this process. So we talked a little bit off camera before this goes on, and I've 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 watched uh, a little bit of the previous work that's happened before me, so I, I think I know how this goes on. Um, so. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, 2020 and about uh, COVID and the coronavirus and educational protocols and the things that we've done. We've had some real successes and then we've had some things that have just led us to scratching our head, you know, for long, long, long periods of time. So a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in educational theater now for about 23 years. Uh, I have a a master's degree in performance and direction and a minor in voice, a um, little bit of movement in there, but not enough to speak of. And certainly my dance professors would would not want me to mention that at all. Um, and um, I was real lucky. I kind of went all around the world. So I started at a JC, uh, you know, right out of high school, um, at a school where the, the theater department was fine, but we went through about three teachers in the time that I was there in the high school. And I, I, Don't fault anyone for that. Uh, It was very difficult for them to come in. I completely realize now, here on the other side of, you know, 40 something, um, exactly what kind of problems that I created for my teachers in high school and, uh, you know, the sort of things that I won't tolerate in my program. Um, And I got lucky. So I moved. I I ended up going to five different universities, um, just kind of moving where the professor was. Uh, which sounds unbelievably pretentious, but uh, I was also kind of chasing the money. So I would look for where I could get a full scholarship at the time and um, went off and did that and and was very lucky to meet some fantastic professors who changed my perspective on a lot of things. Um, When I came out um, of my undergrad, I joined a couple professional theater companies and toured uh, in the Northeast for a little while, anywhere from Maine to New York to Philly to whatever. And then I can clearly remember being in Maine um, with a theater company that wasn't doing so well. Uh, and it became a financial decision. So I decided that I wanted my master's sort of in the middle of that um, and moved back to uh, pursue my master's degree at a school that I didn't do my undergrad. I basically called them up and said, "You know, are you guys still interested? And they said, yes. So uh, came out, uh, went right back into the educational circuit, when I came out, we were really lucky because we were doing the American College Theater Festival and um, I graduated early. Um, so like a fool, I took on too many uh, courses and that meant I was going to graduate with my master's early, uh, mid-year. And I was in a show that was, you know, Kennedy Center bound. You know, we were very excited about that kind of thing and suddenly realized I didn't have uh, the scholarship anymore because I was graduating and I wasn't getting TA paid anymore. You know, and so I found myself in a garage apartment going, what am I going to do? And my family had been in education for a little while. And one of my uh, college professors said, uh, you know, have you thought about teaching? And I I laughed out loud in her face. Um, And then I went off to a 1A in a small town in Texas uh, that uh, really valued the 1A play process. Um, And I mean, at the tender age of 26, just thinking I was the cat's meow, you know, and uh, ready to go take this thing on. And those kids taught me a lot and then I taught them a lot and then moved back to the Houston area and immediately threw myself into some 5A and went, okay, so this is different. Um, and bounced around for a little bit. I felt like an educational gypsy for a little while um, and then found myself in Tomball where eggs and Chevrolets are cheaper. I don't know if you re- remember those, those old uh, yeah, commercials. I do.
2: yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tomball bunch.
2: That's, yeah, um, that's. So That's a specific somebody, reference, Bryce. That's a very. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: raised by television, you know. Uh, so uh, I went, Tomball? You're going to be kidding me. What's Tomball have to offer me? And I went out to Tomball High School and I, I met my co-worker at the time and I walked around and looked at the facilities and I, I looked at him and I said, you have an art school. You just don't know it. And He went, OK, let's play. Um, And so we did for a little while, for about seven years, and then they opened a new campus here at Tomball Memorial High School. And it was very fortunate that my principal at the time thought that I should head that ship and uh, I went out there. And so now I've been in this district, we're coming up on 16 years. Um, We've put down roots. Um, My wife, uh, my fabulous, beautiful, fantastic, intelligent wife. Is that enough? Should I go more? Okay. She, uh, she said,
2: are you, pay- uh, are you paying her by the, by the adjective? No, no <laughs> okay. she
0: loves, she loves podcasts. And I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm all NPR'd out. Okay. You know, uh, just, <laughs> uh, God bless Rachel Maddow and all these, you know, I mean, my wife, I get a steady dose of, you know, it just let me put it this way. The, the Subaru is part of our lives, yeah. you know? So, uh, so I get up in the morning to podcast and I, I've heard them all. Um, and um, so she's probably more excited about this than I am. So I know she's going <laughs> to go back and watch this kind of stuff. So let me make sure I get all the adjectives in there. My beautiful, intelligent, fantastic wife.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, she teaches AP English and is probably one of the best teachers that I've ever seen before in my life. And now the Capstone program. But we had to move her to Tomball Memorial, you know, because uh, we realized the opportunity I had to be a theater teacher here in this district, uh, which is very supportive of the arts. And then um, she just promptly took over, you know, uh, in her field. And so now we, you know, our, our, our child is, uh, in fine arts and Tom ball and, um, we absolutely love it. Um, and we're watching this district explode and grow, you know, and once they put highway 99 through, which I refer to as the highway of the damned, um, once it popped up, uh, there's a neighborhood a week out here. So there's a lot of great growth and the district is, um, is just swimming in industry. Um, and it's great because, uh, the folks that move here are a lot of BP and a lot of Exxon and a lot of, um, you know, the the computer boom. And so you get this really great classification of student. And don't get me wrong, I have some friends that work all over the state of Texas, and some of them are Marines and they have problems that I don't. Uh, and then um, some of them make magic from nothing, and I'm always just enthralled and awed by that. Uh, and some are sitting on um, a gold mine and do nothing with it. You know, I know I just encompassed every part of the world right there, um, but we we're really really lucky, and we've you know we've hired some new staff this year, and uh, they're they're cracking into the school right now and adding on to it in the fine arts department because we're growing so quickly that they can't add on. So I try to I try to be nurturing. Um, I try to love my job. I feel as if you don't like work, you shouldn't go, um, and uh, I want to make sure that uh, I create. A place where students understand what art can bring them. Um, I don't like to be tyrannical with performers. I think that if you with high school students that if you yell at them, they clam up. Um, I think that if you show them opportunity and where they can go, they'll surprise you every time. Um, With student technicians, I think what's really, really great about them is watching them put all the pieces of their intelligence together. Uh, and then realizing why the way the thing they is and then they have an inherent sense of pride and you have to do very little and uh, i think it's all about um your classroom management and how you create um how you create camaraderie in your program and how you create pride in your program um and i don't like to lie to them you know um we want to tell them when there's improvement to be had and if they do something that's really really outstanding or great i tell them uh, you're artists and I'm an artist. And if you do something better than what I had in my mind, I'm going to steal it later. You know? So, <laughs> so that's, that's the, that's the, the long and the short of it. Yeah. The, you know, um, I'm sure I could talk, you know, all about my upbringing and.
2: Well, and, I do. I do I what know, state, I think, where are I'm you a- from? You mentioned the Northeast, but. Uh...
0: Oh, I'm no, I'm, I'm from Texas. Oh, okay. uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm real lucky. I'm, I'm actually a Pasadena boy. Okay. Um,
2: So um,
0: refinery driven down where Deer Park meets Pasadena, where that meets Clear Lake, there's kind of this great little triangle uh, on I-45. And I was very lucky because, you know, my grandparents were about five minutes away and I I was just um, sweet and nurtured and, you know, the youngest and the boy and um, all of the things that meant something in the seventies and eighties. You know, I was doted upon. So I I felt pretty good about that. And I didn't learn, I didn't learn the School of Hard Knocks until much later when, you know, um, someone told me that this was actually a craft.
2: (laughs) Yeah pass get down dina is what we call it up here it is, yeah. we have heard it all yeah
0: we get blamed for everything and, you know they're like ah oh, stink of and yeah, i'm like Stinkadina. "Look, the refineries are not in pasadena at right. all the, you're talking about a paper mill that's way on the other side of the ship channel and i don't want to hate on deer park because they're fabulous people but that's where the industry is and then yeah. texas city is miles what you know so come on yeah. um And that's Um, where
2: Andy Pettit's from, you know, we like that family too. Uh,
0: I I know, I know him briefly. Uh, When I taught at Deer Park, he was on his way out and I was on, that dates me a little. He was was on his way out when I was on my way in and uh, him and Miss Universe, you know, Uh, that's who uh, Chelsea, she was there too. So there you go. Uh,
2: Okay. So there's your claim to fame. I'm going to stop recording right now. No. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you classify yourself as? Do you, do you classify yourself as a, as a director or as a technical director or do you just kind of, are you just at, a theater professional?
0: At, well, yeah, let's go with the, I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, what do they say? Um, uh, Jack of all trades, of all trade. done. Yep, yep. um, I, I think I'm, a, a reluctant, um, professional. My wife said to me about five years ago, I came home and I said, why does everybody keep acting like I'm the expert on this? She goes, honey, you are. And I said, really? And she goes, you know, more than, than they do, um, about the questions that they're asking you. And I, I just, you know, in my head, I was still 18 and bulletproof and wanting to read a comic book. Uh, you know, I, I always loved the story. I grew up with vast beautiful stories with things like Dungeons and Dragons and, um, you know, Marvel comics and all those kinds of things. And, um, Lord of the Rings. I was just enthralled in great storytelling, and I didn't realize that it was going to translate. I was originally going to be a choir boy um, and uh, a painter. And I used to, my mom had me go to oil painting classes and stuff, and I was real lucky to take those at like the neighborhood center. Um, But then uh, I found performance, and it just stroked my ego the right way, I guess. Um, And at first, like when I was in high school and I was getting cast, it was like, this is great. And then when I got to college, I realized I was getting cast because I was loud. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'm the same way I got cast cause I could grow facial hair so I could, I could look older than, you know, I they didn't have to do any, any spirit gumming to my face, you know, it
0: was loud and aggressive. And then I met my first great college director who looked at me and goes, okay, so loud, angry, good trick. What else you got? <laughs> um, and then, you know, we set out to learn that the actual craft and, um, I tried to pay attention. I, I learned I can tell you that I think of these great college professors and a lot of the times I learned by running into a wall, but I put that wall in front of myself. Yeah. And I can clearly remember I had a great technical director uh, named Jerry Ford, and I can clearly remember him looking at me and I I asked a stupid question when I was like 19 years old. I said, you know, what do you think of me? Really? Honestly. And he said, I think you'll be really cool when you grow up. (laughs) You know, and that like tore me to the core. Um, And so, um, uh, that stuck with me uh, probably a lot longer than he thought it was. Right. And I can remember another great, um, uh, technical director who, uh, has passed now. His name was Jeff Weiser in Louisiana. And I remember him grabbing me as I walked off of stage. And he said to me, he had a very characteristic voice and he goes, I'm uh, not an actor, but that was really bad. <laughs> uh, and, and he goes, I, I don't, I'm not going to tell you how to fix it. I'll, I'll just tell you that that was really bad. Um, and then that he didn't realize how much that shook me. And then I found right. him like a week before the show was open. And I go, how was the scene? he goes, what scene? one <laughs> you said was really bad. He goes, oh, I, I wasn't watching the scene. He goes, I'm assuming it's better. You're still in the play. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was real. Uh, I was real lucky when I woke up and figured out that uh, servicing others would teach me a lot more Right. That's myself. Right. Um, and that was fantastic. When I realized that I could guide a, uh, a kid or, you know, a student or whatever to a place they didn't know they could go, I ate it up. Yeah. So, sorry, let me go back to your question. No, fine. I have a, a tendency to do this. Uh, so in answer to your question, I would say that I started, with a, I started as a performer. I learned how to be a director. Uh, and then um, I had to learn to be a technician. Right. And I can clearly remember the first time I realized I had to learn how to be a technician. um, A technician friend of mine threw me into a blackout. as a joke. (laughs) And I marched up to the booth and I said, turn the lights back on. He goes, you do it. And then he said, oh, wait, you don't know how. Yeah. Um, And I also found out that if I was going to be successful in a lot of theater companies that, uh, you know, there are a lot of actors and um you better learn something and then i really really like the science of it because through through venues like stage combat and realizing that you had a lot more to offer the, re- the rehearsal process then i found lighting and sound and what i really loved about sound design is no one knew how to do it yeah. um and uh then you know like right now i'm re really re-loving spending some time with a saw you know i'm sort of challenging myself uh, we haven't um we haven't been able to build since march
1: right
0: and you know, some of my friends will clown me out. They'll look at something we built and go, oh, 90 degrees, huh? <laughs> you know, and, and that tiny little thing, you're going, what do you guys want, 45? And one of them looked at me one time and goes, it's a start, you know? Um, so then they'd look at you and go, okay, how about a bevel? You know, now why, why don't we put this together properly? You know, let's not use screws. Um, and that became a lot more fun because you look at people like nick offerman and stuff who, who say you know oh, yeah. I, I really dabble in in the form of woodworking um but it's neat it's real fun to have a costuming conversation with someone it's really fun to have a lighting conversation with someone um it's real fun to look at a piece of technology that's changed because you spent 10 years you know wrestling with the other one um so and the kids know i like simple right you know um uh, i don't like to put too many pieces in the chain because more problems where it could go wrong, you know? And like right now I've realized I've just become old because they are all digital and they will bring in a new piece of software that I've never seen before. You know, and I'm going, what's wrong with the old software? And they go, Oh, this one can do so much more. (laughs) I'm going, yes, but I don't need it to do so much more. I want it to do the old thing. So uh, I'd say in that order, I'd say it's performer, director, and then
2: technician. So yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, like being in art class, Um, you know, when you were younger, I know this is five minutes ago, but you know, I was the same way I was, my parents put me, I guess I was an extroverted artist, you know? Uh, but they put me into art class and I, I feel I've always thought that was the best decision my parents ever made or one of the best decisions because it made my brain think of things three-dimensionally without having to tangibly have it in my hand. You know what I mean? Um, and so that helped me, I don't think I would be the designer technician that I am now. If I hadn't started in two dimensional, you've got to make this look, you know, somewhat, somewhat, uh, well, three dimensional, I guess, but you, you know, you, it was, it was a different way of looking at the world, which at nine years old, eight years old, it changes your life, changes how you think about everything. Um, uh, so I, I, I forever was very, uh, gracious or great, not gracious, grateful that my parents put me in that position so early. I don't think they knew, you know, I don't think they knew that this is what they were doing and and that it would end end up being the best decision they ever made. But, um, the best decision they ever made was actually taking me out of soccer (laughs) because I was a horrible athlete, but that's a different story. That's a different podcast. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to speak on that, but yeah.
0: I was a swimmer about 100 pounds ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Um,
2: yeah.
0: And I was pretty good too. I mean, I was a diver and a swimmer. And, you know, you'll they'll crack into an, uh, a yearbook and uh, like a kid will look at a picture in a yearbook and look at you and go, I don't see it. And you're like, <laughs> I was beautiful once. You uh, feel like Quasimodo now, you know, but um, no, it was the exact same thing. Uh, you know, I have a single parent family. So my mom was absolutely fabulous and an educator. And she was an English teacher and a theater teacher at the middle school level for a very long time. And then, um, uh, you know, I lived with her. And like I said, my grandparents yeah. were were right down the road. So I got a lot of this very nurturing influence toward artistic endeavors and, you know, like watching the Tony Awards and things like that. Uh, and I would go play football with the guys, uh, you know, in the neighborhood and stuff like that. There was, a, there was a Mormon church around the corner with a huge lot in front of it where a lot of our shenanigans went down, but... Um, <laughs> I was bad. Yeah. I was just really bad at it, I, <laughs> yeah. you know. I was in left field and like literally picking, you know, dandelions yeah. and, uh, you know, trying to put them in my glove. It was like, this is a lovely flower. Yeah. You know, and someone yeah. jacking a ball out in the center field. And um, but uh, I, I I bounced around to that. When I found swimming, I thought I was in hog heaven because um, it was me versus me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and then I found water polo and discovered that noses could get broken, you know. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But um, <laughs> that was kind of that was a lot of fun. And then. All that artistic stuff was really, really neat to me because um, I guess. Sorry, I just got an email. That's okay. uh, right. I I guess I got noticed, you know, and I was a class yeah. clown. Sure, uh, I think I was just witty, um, and probably my jokes were a little bit more adult, so teachers liked me. <laughs> um, and I I got to got to be a pet. Yeah. And so you know, my art teachers, I got to be a pet around them, you know, and you like the banging erasers thing, but it was more like, hey, I'd really like to show you, um, you know, some beautiful uh, still life that you've never seen before. And uh, that kind of fed my soul. And then, like I said, I was a big geek. So, you know, looking at even all that comic book art and then looking at, you know, the fronts of, you know, the player's handbook from Dungeons and Dragons and then James Bond, just anything with a great story attached to it, I was hooked. And so I lived a lot of time in fantasy. Um, and so that's why I like things like oil painting and that kind of thing. And then I started shaking my whole family shakes. My sister and I both shake and, um, come to find out I was really panicked about it, uh, a few years back because my father died of ALS and then my uncle died of ALS. And so I'm going, oh, great. I've got Lou Gehrig's disease. You know, here we go. Um, so I went to a neurologist and I, I got that checked out and he said, I know you have a central tremor. Which apparently a lot of the the planet has in some capacity right. just doesn't know it. Uh, he said, but I don't see any of the. And I had a director who had Parkinson's disease, yep. you know, and I was just freaking out, <laughs> like. So, uh, you know, my wife and my uh, mom actually told me to go to the doctor, and I went in. They said, you know, I don't think I think you're stressed out of your gourd, um, and like a lot of teachers, um, we just repress. You know, we just put everything down, and the show must go on. And you know, we just sacrifice a few soul points to get it done. And um, so, uh, yeah, that—that I mean, art's always been this really, really important part of my life. We have a brand new visual art teacher across the hall for me, and he's a great guy. And we—we've been real lucky to come out in the hall and talk to each other. And he's really interested in what we're doing on stage. We're building something, and I'm really interested in what's going on. And his advanced class looks like the most chill place ever. I mean, they're all. You know, they got their AirPods in and everybody's working on a thing. And um, I just look like a place I want to be, you know? And I remember when I started shaking, I got really upset because I couldn't get the minutia down with oil or acrylic that I was used to. And I gave up on it. I was really mad. And then I had a cool art professor in college who goes, you know, there's other ways to paint, you know? So thus began my Jackson Pollock phase, uh, you know, and 10 foot canvases, you know, listening to Rage Against the Machine in the middle of the night with. Torn jeans and sweater vest on, just pounding cans of paint against it and stuff. And then you know, professors coming in and going, "Okay, so we got the aggression. What does it mean?" You know. Um, so it's just always been—it's a world that I've—I've I've liked. Anybody who's an artist, um, whatever media they—they they work in, um, I like to watch them come alive. And if right. they can do a thing I can't do, I—I'll I, watch them like a hawk. You know, sculptors blow my mind. You
1: know, uh, um, yeah,
2: that, that's a whole different, that's one of those sculpting is one of those things that a good sculptor makes it look easy. So it fools you into thinking, oh, I could do this. Right. And then you try it and you're like, Oh, uh, I'll go back to pencil drawing.
0: <laughs> and, and it's real funny because when we talk to other, especially other technicians, you know, they, they, it's so funny cause the old adage that actors don't, we don't talk, we share resumes, you know, uh, but with when you're in the room with technicians, once you hit that, that first level of respect, like you kind of know what you're talking about, um, then you'll find someone in the industry who really knows what they're talking about. Yeah. But it's real fun because when I talk to my vendors, the guys who will sell me things, uh, I don't know why that was quotes. They're actual <laughs> vendors. Uh, so they, uh, they'll, um, you'll hear them on the phone trying to sell me a thing. And then I, I know that they'll put it against their chest and go, uh, he's like level five. Right. You know, and I'll, I'll kind of laugh because they, I know, I know what they're talking about, but, um, I'm not their level 10, right. you know, um, I'm not an industry mover or shaker when it comes into that, but I can speak what it is. You're trying to tell
1: me, yeah.
0: you know, um, I worked with a, a great, uh, friend and costumer uh, who's actually in Cypher, uh, Toby Drake, who is, you know, as a costumer by trade as well. And when we worked together in Tomball. Um, I can clearly remember being a director with him, and he had uh, this great costume plot for a show we were doing, and I didn't like a sweater that somebody had on. And he's sitting right next to me, and we're in the house in it's dark, and I said, I don't like that sweater. <laughs> and he goes, well, why don't you like the sweater? And I said, I was just seeing red in my head for some reason. He goes, can you give me a reason why, <laughs> you know, I'm going to change my entire plot for you? Um, and I go, I just, I don't like it, Toby. I don't like it. Change it. And so he goes on for about a week and about a week before the show opens, I'm giving notes and he's, he looks frustrated and I'm putting words in his mouth. Yeah. And finally, I said, what's going on with you? And he goes, I changed the sweater. I said, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, thanks. He goes, two weeks. I said, what is two weeks? You haven't said anything.
1: <laughs>
0: go, Have you been counting? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I wanted the other sweater and you made me change it and you didn't even say anything about the change. And I go, oh, I guess I was appeased. And he goes, OK, typical, typical actor. And he just walked out of the room. And from then on, I realized, OK, from now on, when I go to him with a change or something that I'm concerned about, I better have a reason. Um, I better talk to him about why I don't like it. Um, and I mean, you know, he's not putting me through. Nobody's putting you through the paces. They're not right. making you completely justify. Um we tell actors all the time, sometimes crossing stage left is crossing stage left. You know, you're, you gotta find the reason for
1: it. Right.
0: Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm just in awe of watching um, people who are good at what they do find a different way than I would have done it. You know, and we know a lot of the same people like uh, uh, Cindy Ogden, who was at yep. uh, HGTVA. I knew her back when she was at Clear Lake High School and I, I'll never forget, I was young, I was much younger. And there were five of us in the room, five directors. Ah, oh, hog heaven, right? Um, and we would all sit at different parts during rehearsal and we would look at each other based off of the craft that we knew the other one could fix, you know? Like, let's say it was a slap or something. They, our stage combat, I'm, I'm on it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I can clearly remember watching her walk down and pull an actress to the front of the stage and she just whispered to her for about five minutes and I'm mid-house, God, I wish I could have heard what she said. <laughs> and it was instantly better, instantly better. And I walked over to her, I go, What'd you do? And she goes, I'm not telling you. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I, I said, why? And she goes, I'm not gonna tell you all my tricks. It just I, I fixed it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, so I'm at this point in my life, I'm trying to learn as much as I can from people who know better because I wanna take that back to my department or really to my students, because you know, how long can we keep doing this?
1: Right.
0: You know. Um Sorry, I'm kinda of all over the place. No,
2: that's good. You're I mean it's it's wise. It's it's uh it's good. You What's know, the name of show? W- why well yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. Good point. Uh I also feel like wise might have aged you a little bit and I don't mean to do that. So I didn't I didn't want to insult you by I feel like when somebody is called wise it means they're old. It's just a nice way of putting it. Uh but No, my
0: gosh, like I've recently started wearing glasses <laughs> and I, I, I have these like no nonsense doctors now and I I had this great no nonsense doctor and I said, you know, why am I why am I? Why does my foot hurt?
2: You're old. And she said that. She goes arthritis. Yeah. And I go arthritis. <laughs> she goes yeah. You're old, dude. Uh, and that's it happens. And
0: she goes yeah, and you're overweight. Yeah. Goes, what? And she goes, do you have medical insurance? And I said yeah. She goes, then you're overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what she doesn't realize is I'm in a shame spiral in the car for the next 30 minutes. You know, just eyeing a Dairy Queen, making bad decisions. Uh,
2: and, you know, uh, I, I just, I just, I just had <laughs> hernia surgery uh, two uh, weeks ago. And and yeah, and it's, it's a, it's not an abdominal hernia. It's the, it's lower. Let's just say that. And, um, uh, that, that was one of those moments when the doctor said you have a hernia. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not old enough to have a hernia. I don't like, you know, I associate that with, with, with being 60 and gray, you know, not,
0: yeah. No. I don't see you. I've seen you on TikTok. You're dad of the year.
2: Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Well, right now I can't, you should have seen me pull my daughter, literally pull my daughter, my youngest daughter out of the bathtub today. Cause I couldn't lift her. I'm not allowed to lift her. And so I literally, she slid, out of the bathtub after <laughs> bath time, and my my mother in law who lives with us, uh, or for the next few weeks she's gonna be living with us. But she came in right as I'm like pulling her out of the bathtub, and is like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I can't lift her." <laughs> so i what... <laughs> Go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bryce said, "I'm dad of the year." Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> That's so... the new shirt. I'll get you the new shirt. Dad yeah, of the year. exactly. So i i had a I had a question about uh, your. Pedagogy. I know that's a big word, and and teachers hate hearing that. But I know what it means. uh, uh, Yeah, no, I know. I know you know what it means. But teacher, you know, sometimes it's again a negative word in our world. But uh, you, you mentioned that you kind of, uh, and and I'm 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 paraphrasing, but you kind of mentioned that your philosophy changed a little bit, or your philosophy now is what it is. When did it become that? Because I doubt when you walked into a classroom day one at 26 years old you had your teaching style down. Nobody does. So when did that kind of light bulb uh, uh, flip on or, or when did you have that moment of, I'm just, I got to do it like this so that I'm it's a little more effective. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think you learn something every year. Um, I think like what's the biggest joke about getting older is that you, um, you realize th- the joke, what do they say right before you die? You'll go, oh, and then lights out, right?
1: Yeah, um, But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think of mistakes that I made when I was younger that I would never make now or yeah. that I see uh, a younger teacher make that I want to help with. You know, I'm, like you, you're watching them zig when they should have zagged and they're yeah. about to run into a wall and you, you want to save them. But then you you have to think to yourself, OK, is the best way for for them to learn to hit this wall or, you know, for me to stop them? Because I definitely I've had people that I've worked with before or younger assistants where I might have saved them when I shouldn't have. You know, and I had a, I had a really great principal who's no, who I'm no longer working with, who said you put out fires to the point. We didn't know anything was burning. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I just had a problem with letting someone else professionally hit that wall. You know, I think that we should, should stop that from happening, but, um, slowly I've learned to let things go. Like I used to really be a control freak because so I had to have my hand in every pie. And now there are things where it's the student's responsibility and not mine like let's say it's a t-shirt they're going to design a t-shirt for a show that used to really really matter to me like you know my artisticness would go every little thing has to be right and now i go it's the show shirt i'm going to wear it twice yeah, you know
2: and then cut the yeah. sleeves off and wear it to bed. right it's
0: yeah. so going to become a paint <laughs> shirt before you know it like we, we i have so many t-shirts now that in the house we have to do the great purge yeah you know and you're holding on to them for sentimental reasons you know, like, Oh, that was a really good class of kids. Uh, and you're going, yes, but I don't, I'm not making a quilt. Yeah, you know, you, I,
2: I need that drawer. Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and, uh, I've learned to let that cause it's their shirt, let them design it. You know, it's their poster, let them design it. So long as I can read it, so long as it's eye catching, so long as it gives the information about the show. Okay. And then so long as the design is there, like don't put something on your poster that says nothing about what we're doing, you know, but, um, got to let those kind of things go right. so if i have an assistant and it's their term in the classroom their classroom management is their classroom management um i can set expectations for the department i can talk about a few things that are non-negotiables and then there needs to be plenty where that person needs to figure it out on their own
1: yeah.
0: or if they come to you here's what i say now i'll say i can tell you how i do it i can tell you how i've done it before i can tell you what pitfalls that you might run into um, and, where I can tell you about who you're about to go talk to somewhere else in the school district and how they're going to want it. Um, but other than that, I think that people grow with freedom. Right. And if, if you create an environment for them that is too restrictive, then you have puppets and not leaders, Yeah. you know? Um, so when I started to learn was when I started to let go. Uh, I would try to manipulate a situation to what I wanted it to be instead of what it is. Um, And I, again, I keep thinking of great college professors. I had one in Louisiana who used to say to me, you know, you can keep swimming until you're tired, you know, or you can learn to see where this is going to take you. There there are plenty of great destinations down the river, you know, Um, and I, I didn't realize that because I was really happy in the pond that I was in. And I didn't realize that I would not evolve unless I let myself every once in a while get swept downstream or you know, see where else we were going. So when did that happen? Um, I can't put a definitive date on it. Sure. Um, and I didn't wake up like changed forever. You know, um, uh, every year um, I like theater more and I stopped trying to fight it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so let's say let's say that a kid does a thing on stage that I never would have seen before. OK, um, why do I need to manipulate that? Yeah. Did, did they do what the character supposed to be doing? Are they listening to the other actor? Are they storytelling? Um, am I enthralled in what they're doing? Then there's no need for me to put my cherry on top of the Sunday Then it just becomes hubris. Right. You know, it's like pretentious of you to think that you're going to change someone else great moment you know um and i love like i have kids that are smarter than i ever thought about being and they don't know it which is you know just diabolically fun for me um <laughs> because you get to be this leader and you're going god kid when you get it you're going to smoke me yeah you know and i have to destroy you now no you're <laughs> have to, <laughs> i have to uh, make sure that that i get you to a place where you can be better than i ever thought about being right Um, It is so fun now to get them into college. That's a blast. Yeah. You know, and if I write you a letter of rec and you got good, like we pride ourselves. Since we've been open, I can't think of one that has wanted to major in this field that we haven't got them in one of their top five. I said, we got them, the kid did it. Yeah. Okay, but we guided them on, um, you know, they want you to read their letter or this is how you put your audition together. Or, you know, um, I know what's about to happen when you walk into that room of thespian judges, you know. Um, and some of us even go, I know who the judge is, <laughs> make sure you say this exact thing, you know, yep. um, um, but, um, it's real neat. Uh, and I really like when other directors or when other teachers or when other artists will look at me and challenge me.
1: Right.
0: So, you know, we all know Luis. Okay. Um, the kids call him, you know, uh, Santa.
2: Right. Mexican so, Santa, I think is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah, look yeah. At
0: Santa and, yeah. uh, um, Feliz Navidad and all kinds of other things that sound <laughs> yeah. Vaguely oh, raised yeah. yeah. Um, and he will he'll come in and he'll spend five minutes with the kids and you'll go, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And he put his arm on my shoulder one time and he probably doesn't remember this and he squeezed me and he goes, because you're thinking about other things.
1: Right.
0: You know, and it was like absolving me. You know, he goes, he goes, Bryce, you did 900% of the work. I just get to come in and go, you forgot the one thing. Yeah. And, and, and it was like he lifted this veil off and he goes, he goes, I get to go all around the state of Texas and go, you forgot the one thing, you yeah. forgot the one thing. And he goes, but if it helps you guys reach the last part of your journey, then great. Um, uh, you'll have someone come in from um, Lucian Douglas, you know, will come in and say one thing to your cast and you're going, okay. All right. Um, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, I was on the phone with one of my coworkers in the district today, and uh, he reminded me of a thing I hadn't thought about for a very long time. So, yeah, I know I'm kind of all over the board here, but um, it's it's real fun to to learn from the others. So, it's this evolution, and I'm, yeah. I'm 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 thinking of people who knew me when I was a student at like 18, you know, and I hope that there's some pride there. But, uh, and I, like, I go back to that one director, this guy, you'll be cool when you grow up. And I hope that, you know, I hope that I am cool. Um, um, I like the kids. I hope they like me. I like the job. I hope that I do well at it. Um, and like, I tell the kids sometimes I'll try to say something like I'll say, okay, I think there's a lot of teachers that shouldn't teach. And the kids go, ah, the first thing they want to do is start naming names. And you're going, (laughs) I don't, I don't want to, I don't want, I work with these people. Don't give me names, yeah. um, but um, they don't like their job, Yeah. you know, or they've become angry. Uh, oh, one of the greatest things I ever saw was a quote that said, um, if, if you don't feed the teachers, they eat the students.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's good. And that, and, you know, so that, that I, transitions to, to, you know, and I know you mentioned this previously that, that you kind of want to discuss it, but, you know, right now, uh, especially with how things are being unfolded with online and and face to face and yeah. and 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 the mix of the two, the hybrid of the two, uh, there are teachers, you know, on all I'm, ends of the spectrum now.
0: Talk about this, right? yeah. Uh,
2: you know, and 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 there are teachers that are even a, a year ago at this time were the most passionate teachers in the world that have just lost it, that have just kind of said, you know what, this year is a wash. Uh, we're gonna, in, in 10 years, we're not gonna look back and this year won't even exist, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for theater teachers, because the expectation is still there for us to produce something, whether it be uh, on stage or some sort of a Zoom show or some sort of virtual. you know, we did it at Travis, we had the kids come in and one by one, we recorded them in front of a green screen and then it was an editing nightmare, you know, which is not something a lot of theater teachers are used to doing. Um, but we made it work. And I think a lot of teachers are doing that. But in the theater world, I know you're doing uh, Greater Tuna. Um, which which one are you, are you doing? Just the, the OG, as the kids say, the original? I like
0: that. The OG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tuna with gangsters. That's tuna with gangsters.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, and also, speaking of that as well, not 30 minutes before you and I started chatting, my daughter was furiously writing something down. And I was like, Ava, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm writing out, I'm I'm putting down some, uh, some, oh my gosh, now I can't even think Uh, 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 where she drew some pictures and she wanted me to think of what the pictures said. Right. So she wrote, thank you. Um, And, and she, she wrote na, na, and then a fish. And I said, what is Nana fish? I don't understand. She goes, daddy, how many nanas are there? I said there are two. And she goes, okay, what is it? And I said, so they are two Oh, tuna fish. <laughs> so, anyway, it, I was it was a very slow moment for me. But um, you know, it, it's it's. I don't know what ha- that has to do with anything other than greater tuna. Uh, yeah, but, we can dad jokes all day. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. I tried that yeah. podcast and it and it flopped. But uh, but um, uh, I. I do want to hear about like, what, what is it that you have done with this process of greater tuna of producing greater tuna that you don't ever want to see again? And then what are things that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, why haven't I been doing this for the past 20 plus years uh, with my shows? Like what are, what are the two extremes, the polar opposites that you're kind of taking away from the show?
0: Things that I never want to see again knowing that my students may watch this, uh, that my administration may watch this. Yeah. That my, <laughs> yeah. my, my lovely and talented, beautiful and intelligent wife may watch this. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, things that, that I never wanna see again versus things that, okay, that change the game. All right, yeah. so why this show? Well, when the world ended in March, um,
2: <laughs> it we was were- was paused, uh, it was paused. The world paused, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, let's use socially uh, responsible terms. Sure. When, when we took our six month summer, Yeah. Um, so uh, when the when the world ended, we were on cloud nine, uh, we were in the one act process. Um, we were doing uh, Laban's round. I love Israel, Israel Horovitz a lot. I'm also a giant Beastie boys fan. So you got to do that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Good um, communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And um, so that plays very special to me. Um, I did it in college. And so we were having a, a great time. We were smoking it. Um, kids were doing everything they were supposed to be doing. Tech was rolling. Everything was really, really happy. Um, and we'd been through a lot. Um, we had we had some staff change that year, and uh, my uh, fantastic student teacher took up a lot. Um, and j- she just started solving a lot of problems. So we were we were dealing with a bunch. We had taken a show a con- convention, and we were tired, but the kids were so excited and rejuvenated because you know we're doing well, um, uh, advancing. You know, and we came home on a Friday night and we put everything on the stage and uh you know it's like midnight yeah so i say to them okay crash landings have been authorized let's just leave everything where it is uh you know i remember there was a sack of oranges you know that the moms had provided um you know want the cast to get scurvy or whatever yeah. you know
2: and for your, for um, your soccer team yeah good right
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, need, they need the orange slice. <laughs> um so uh we went home and i was content and then we didn't go back to work. Uh, And at first we thought, okay, well, this is going to be a thing. And then uh, it started to dawn on us. So what you mentioned became reality. Uh, We, we were fried. We didn't know what to do. And fish got to swim. Teachers got to teach, you know, and a lot of us really just always what we wanted to do. And that's kind of a psychological problem too, because, you know, we've all been talking about self-care and stuff like that. Some of us don't know how to stop teaching. Right. You know, we just want to work um, and we couldn't, we're trapped. And I'm an extrovert, as you mentioned early, and my, my wife's an introvert. And so, you know, my wife laughs because she's, if you give her a book and the cat, she's there. And I'm, I'm scratching the windows with Hello Darkness, my old friend. And, um, you know, <laughs> the lawn's going to not get mowed anymore than it's mowed. You yeah, know? right. And uh, we tried to do everything we could virtually, but you know we had kids that were logging in and out. And then I remember even I, I called every one of them. Like I just went down my roll and I started calling families just to see how they were doing. And it was so funny because parents were going, what do you do? And I'm like, nothing, I'm just checking on you guys, see how you're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so then the summer happened and we hired new staff and we started trying to figure out how we were gonna get in the game. And then it was, come on, let us in the building. Let us in the building, man. Yeah. Um, So the reason we chose Greater Tuna was, we didn't know school was gonna open. We didn't know what the budget was gonna be like if we were gonna have one. Um, We didn't know if we were gonna be allowed to do shows. We didn't know what that would look like. And then you started to hear um, the great theater teachers find a way to do art. Yeah. And you started watching and listening to a lot of them online and, you know, Face space and all these other kind of things. That's my. That's what I call Facebook. <laughs> uh, I do it to horrify the children. Face space in yeah. my book. Face, yeah, your yeah. ticks and your talks and your
2: your tumbles and the kids just, just say Napster up. and they'll they'll freak out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kids with your
0: rock and roll and your Elvis yeah. Presley and they go. <laughs> yeah. they don't even know. What I'm Shaking
2: about. those hips. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: but um, we looked at virtual. We looked at all those kind of things like that. We decided what we would do is truncate our season. Um, And I felt bad for my comrades, because we have this real uh, tight knit fine arts department. Yeah, felt bad for the band. Yeah. You know, I felt bad for choir when somebody called choir a super spreader. I was like, you guys have been labeled with, you know, like, um, and it was real funny, too, because you'd hear people go, okay, choir can't sing because that's going to spread it. You're going, do the athletes slam into one another? Yeah. Okay. With sweat not,
2: pouring. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to disparage anybody because yeah. uh, you know I our coaches have done just the most responsible job I can possibly right. imagine.
2: Right. But there's only to, there's so oh, much yeah. limitation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the district put into place some rules, and then we came up with our own rules, and then our fine arts director came up with even some more rules, and then we you know had a plan, and we are we're we're mask wearing twenty four seven, and we're we're you know sanitizing. Earlier when we were doing this, our fabulous custodial team came in and they were they were starting to sanitize the room while I'm in here because I'm still at work. And then one of them waved the other one off because they realized that this was, you know, something that we were doing. And they (laughs) left a note on the board saying, we'll be back. And I just think it's hilarious. Um, But, yeah, they wiped down the building every single night and um, we had to pick a show.
1: Yeah.
0: And I had to pick a show that was socially distant. Okay, that I could block in that way. Um, where, um, I could make sure that no one was going to be on stage. Cause now the new thing is time. Right. No one was going to be on stage longer than six minutes at a time talking to each other, right. they're 20 feet from the audience. So we're following protocols there. I have to sell the house in such a way where uh, I can only do one third of the house and then we've zigzagged it to where a 720 seat auditorium is going to have 200 seats in it. Um, hand sanitizer and mask wearing provided, we will release the audience in rows. To make sure that they aren't in the um in the lobby too far, you know, and they're even doing construction on our building. So you settle down and die, or you stand up and do a thing.
1: Right.
0: You know, and I don't want to be the one who quits. There's too many people to quit on. Right. And the fact that our kids will follow all of the rules just so they can do theater, and the fact that our staff Sells will follow the rules just so they can teach is the kind of thing that makes me want to go to work.
1: Right. Now,
0: don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some hater out there. Okay. (laughs) I just don't have time to talk to him. Right. You know, um, and you know, we've had to, the kids are the kids that make up the core of our program are they're compliant. Right. They're going to do what they got to do because otherwise you take art away from them.
2: Yeah. This is, this is their, this, I mean, some of these kids are, as you jokingly said, but it's, it's somewhat true with these teenagers, are clawing at the window. I mean, they, they, they really are trying to just get out and be, and I, I don't like the term normal because I think, I think we are venturing into a new normal, a new kind of way of doing things, which is totally okay. It's called the dark ages into the Renaissance, you know? Uh, um, yeah. uh, but I, I, yeah, I think, I, I don't think the problem you're, you're never going to have a problem with a kid that wants to be there. Um, that, that's never the problem so yeah I, uh, do you have are you doing it traditionally greater tuna or are you did you No, i've of... got
0: a i've got a full cast okay. um and i have you know, and i have read because we looked at every single way but i want to involve as many kids as i can
2: right sure and
0: so um and recently i've read stuff from joe sears and you know the writers and shows and stuff and they've been like they've embraced the concept that their show has evolved into full cast and they even say that, right. you know, if this is going to be done by for an educational purpose, you want to have as many possible people as you possibly can. The other thing is, is time. So if you're going to do a show like that and you're going to be able to split it up, you can look at the student and go, okay, your workload's not insane. Mm-hmm. You know, these are not Hamlet lines, you know, um, I feel like I vaguely insulted the play and I didn't mean to. Well, no, um, but it's a, com- I mean,
2: it's a slapstick comedy is what it yeah, is. So yeah. And yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I tell them, I, I you know you get to do a theatrical drive. Right.
1: You
0: get to, you get to be Kramer. You get to walk on for two seconds, yeah. say something funny and walk off. Um, and you're not burdened with, you know, that Othello journey, you know, right. or trying to take us into Tennessee Williams or Inge or, you know, something like that. Again, I feel like I'm insulting the play and I'm not. Now, now,
2: um, are, now would you, would you choose this show normally in a in a regular season without a pandemic happening right now? Or is this one of yeah. those shows? Okay.
0: I, I would, um, I would, especially as an opener, because uh, people got to laugh. Yeah. And uh, I used to really open with some, with some dark stuff, man. <laughs> it was just some real heavy, dark stuff. And finally, one of our principals, after the first two years we were open, one of our principals comes to me and says, can we laugh? Is that a laugh? Yeah. And I, I was laughing. They go, they're, well, they're, they're calling you Dr. Death
1: in the teacher's lounge.
0: Um, and I had to explain to them, I said, yeah, well, these are we opened freshmen and sophomore. Yeah. And I said, we're teaching them how to act. Comedy's hard. Yeah. You
1: know?
0: Um, so I'm working a lot on student confidence right now. And then once I've built an ensemble, or once they're they're working together, then I'll start varying things up on them. But then, you know, we started looking into and we want to teach them style. Yeah. So you mentioned slapstick. If we do do farce or noises off and door slamming and people running up and down stairs and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, then we want to, then we want to bring in a Shakespeare or then we want to bring in you know, we want to make sure that our audiences are also happy in the community. So, you know, you do want to give them a children's show that's fun for the whole family. We do our musical every other year because we want to involve the entire finance department. So our band director, who's my department head, uh, set out an edict a long time ago where he's like, we all go or none of us go, you know, so we want a full orchestra. We want choir involved. We want uh, band involved. Orchestra, dance, you know, visual arts. We want to all work on this fantastic musical. Um, and then sometimes it's when I play, and we go into a real small microcosm, and that's when we can start looking at plays that aren't family friendly or you know up there for our entire season. Um, and then you have community standards. So yeah. uh, you know, I had a great principal one time who said this to me, and I'll never forget. A really good principal. He looked at me and he goes, "Principals don't like ambiguity." And I went, oh, that resonates with me really hard. He goes, "Don't let me fill in the blanks. You let me fill in the blanks. I'm going to fill it in with the worst possible."
1: Yeah.
0: He goes, "If you spell it out for me, then I can defend you." Yeah. You know, so I can clearly remember the first time I heard somebody had a problem with the Crucible. You know, John Proctor sits center stage, center stage, and yells out, "God is dead," and he rips up his confession. And if you read that out of context, people are going to lose their mind. Right. And and if you realize if you see the show and realize that everything's corrupt, you can get away with a lot. Right. Um, we were doing a joint at the head, fantastic play. And there's a line that says cancer makes you feel like, and I'm not going to say it because my daughter might watch this, Um, a bad word. And I right. looked at the principal at the time and I go, can I say this? And she goes, yeah. And I go, I didn't think you would say yes. And she goes, <laughs> well, as a cancer survivor, I can tell you that it absolutely makes you feel that way. And I'll be yeah. happy to defend that. Yeah. Um, and I went, let's go. You know, um, so we were doing blood wedding and, uh, you know, like it's a little body
1: yeah. at the time. Um,
0: and I brought the, I brought a principal in to watch the scene and I looked at the actors and I said, Okay, guys, I want you to do the entire show. Sorry, the entire scene, no lines. Let's just go through the fiscal. And he looks at me and he goes, You're fine. And I go, Really? And he goes, he goes, Do you not want it to be fine? I go, No, no, no. I, yeah. I, I'm just he goes, he goes, Bryce, you are fine challenging an audience. He goes, We will defend artistic liberties for you to challenge an audience because we don't bury our hands in the, heads in the sand and we don't live in a hole. And he goes, and I don't want you to walk through life with a black marker. And I know that principle,
1: Yeah.
0: okay. He goes, uh, because when do you stop? He goes, so don't put me in a situation. You know, you can challenge your audience, don't insult them. Right. You know, and that's resonated with me for a very long time because I tell the younger directors, cause we, we work with some students who are very young directors or when they get a monologue as a performer, and they're like, ah, I get to say something. And you're like, yeah, but that's a very young point of view. Yeah. If you're in it for the shock value, then it ceases to have any shock or power at all. You know, so let's say you're playing a gangster, I'll say to the kids, and there's a lot, the, the F word is every other line. Well, this is part of his vernacular. You're not an 11 year old learning to curse for the first time, and then hitting every single one of them. Now, does it sound natural? You know? Um, and I tell them, the nouns, the most important part of the sentence, the most important part of the sentence, you're just hooked on this adjective, you know? Uh, or what's more fun is when you take the curse word away from them and say, can you still make it mean the same thing, you know? Um, so I don't have a problem when somebody says something like that to me because uh, it's a community, you know? And the the people who come through my doors, I'm gonna make sure that there's something for everyone. And then if we're gonna look at a piece of work that is, um, that's rough, you know or kind of ruffle some feathers um i better be able to justify why you
1: know or i made an immature choice minor